welcome to Creative Codex. I am your host, MJ Dorian. This is a mini episode in a new series I will sometimes be recording called Reflections. It's of a more personal nature than the long-form narrative episodes you may be used to. It's also almost like a journal entry series with a specific purpose in mind. I felt recently that these ideas needed to come out in some form, and it seems this was the most appropriate way to do it. I hope you find it interesting. The title of this segment, Reflections, Grief and Creativity. About a month ago, I lost one of my dearest friends. Someone who I had grown closer and closer to over the span of 20 years. We shared our milestones together. We shared our holidays and our children even grew up during their first few years together. And you don't realize how over time those seemingly simple things form deep connections between two people. I mean, I didn't realize it. It was a devastating loss, to say the least. He was a good man, a good husband, a good father, and a good friend. It's been a rough month. I had lost family members before, aunts or grandparents, but this felt different. I didn't understand why it felt different. In speaking with a grief counselor, he helped me to understand that this was a close relationship that my friend and I had developed by choice. To be in each other's lives, not by the circumstance of birth, but by the preferences of character. And so, we were each an aspect of each other's inner world, specifically during the transition period into our adulthood. I share this with you not because I'm seeking your pity or even your sympathy. Creative Codex is a show about creativity and psychology, and in this last month of grieving and the various stages that seem to define the shape of one's grief, I've learned a few things. Many personal things, but also a few key things about creativity, which I want to share with you. I've spent a lot of time reflecting on memories, photos, writing journal entries, talking to friends for hours, and I've spent a lot of time away from social media, which has given me the opportunity to spend more time with my inner world. And that's a really healthy thing. I certainly would recommend taking breaks from social media just for that reason alone. You know, before this awful tragedy happened, I suspected that the inner world of a person plays a role in their creative process. This last month has only confirmed that hypothesis with flying colors. Your inner world doesn't just play a role in your creative process. It is the most important element of creativity. Any meaningful creative work you make is 
an expression of your inner world. What you feed your inner world now will determine the kind of art you produce even six months from now. I know this for a fact because I've seen it happen in my own work. For example, for a few months I was completely engaged by studying old alchemical woodcuts. I just love the imagery and the style of these things. They always had this medieval quality to them, and I'd, I'd Google up scans of these old manuscripts and tomes and order old books from Amazon and wherever, and I'd just take them in, stare at them, not knowing that they were dropping seeds into the soil of my inner world. And within a month or two, I felt an inclination to make some art that had the visual stamp of old alchemical woodcuts. It wasn't a conscious choice. It was more a compulsion or an impulse. It was like my inner world had churned together those influences I was taking in, and it had baked them up into some artwork that needed to be expressed. Now, I could give countless examples like this, and I have no doubt that if you run through your own creative experiences, the same will prove true. What you're feeding, that inner world, it drops little seeds here and there that a week or a month from now, you'll stumble over as they begin to sprout and blossom into something. But how does this relate to grief? Why was this in my mind during this last month? Well, the effect of losing this dear friend of mine was devastating. On top of all the raw emotions, I felt confused and unsettled. The emotions I understood, you know, losing someone you love is painful. It's not just emotionally or psychologically painful, it's physically painful. You feel it in your chest, in your gut. So the emotions, they made sense. But the feeling of being confused and unsettled didn't. I came to understand that over the years, James had become an aspect of my inner world. Your inner world, it isn't just the place where your ideas are generated from. It is the place that also holds your identity itself in all its facets and contradictions. It holds the map that orients you to the exterior world. And he was there, in it, in that foundational place where my transition into adulthood was established. And I was likely in his. So what happens when someone like that is gone? Grief shakes the foundations of your inner world. The result the feeling of being confused and unsettled. Those first two weeks following his death, I didn't want to do anything. Nothing felt important enough except to spend time with the people I loved and cared about and to help in any way I could. Playing a video game or watching a TV show felt trivial. Reading the news or going on social media it felt trivial. I had a physical aversion to it. Even the inclination to make any art or music, it disappeared. And that was unsettling. I came to understand it was because my inner world was in shambles. The map inside of me that I had which oriented me in the exterior world was broken in a sense. So I needed to take the time 
take time to feel everything, to process it, to sort out all the pieces. You know, it's not like in the movies where you lose someone and you go home and write the most touching song or paint the most moving artwork. No. When you lose someone you love, you are genuinely broken. Grief shakes the foundations of your inner world. And so it takes time. Aside from giving yourself time to reflect and mourn the loss, you also need to give yourself time to rebuild your inner world. And I'm not going to pretend that I'm done grieving or even that my inner world is fully back online. I don't know. But I know that I'm listening to what is happening in there. My grief counselor likes to say, if you don't deal with grief, it deals with you. I'm still dealing with it, but in the last week, I have started to feel a real inclination to want to engage with creative work again. And that's big. Like many artist types, my life satisfaction is largely determined by whether I am producing meaningful creative work. And that's an important insight too. Your production of meaningful creative work is itself an expression of your rich inner world. And I suppose that's what I needed to get across in this mini episode. That one, grief is incredibly personal and there is no formula. Everyone experiences it differently and it shakes the foundation of your inner world. And the second point being, your inner world is the most essential aspect of your creative process. So take care of it and feed it well. I hope you found this reflections segment interesting or useful. Let me know your thoughts on Patreon or on our subreddit. For the Patreon page, go to patreon.com forward slash MJ Dorian. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash M-J-D-O-R-I-A-N. And for the subreddit, just go to reddit.com and search Creative Codex. I always try my best to respond to all of your messages or posts within an hour of receiving them. If you want to hear more about my thoughts on the psychological value of art and creativity, check out episode 14 of this podcast called Why Humans Need Art. I think you'll really dig it. It includes an entire section about grief and also about Carl Jung's pioneering methods of art therapy. Until next time, this is Creative Codex, and I am MJ Dorian. Thank you for listening.